It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We've been talking a lot lately about excellence. We've talked a lot about mediocrity and how in the United States of America we're, we're actually trying to become one of the few societies in history to outlive their own success. A lot of empires uh, achieved some level of greatness, did some extraordinary things, and then got comfortable, rested on their laurels, drifted into that checklist mentality of mediocrity, and soon got wiped out uh, by someone who was a little more hungry and pursuing that excellence. And so when we look at excellence and the pursuit of excellence, it it really has become a little bit uh, of a dying art in the world today. Uh, We often talk about quiet quitting and just kind of hiding under the radar Uh, But I'm here to tell you, excellence is not dead out there. There are many extraordinary leaders and artists and athletes and regular Americans who just give it their all and do amazing things every day. So we're going to continue the conversation about who are they, what we can learn from them about pursuing excellence and greatness and the ripple effect of excellence uh, that is truly an extraordinary thing to watch. And to help us do that today, we're tapping into our inside source, Dave McCann, studio host, play-by-play announcer for BYU Sports on BYU TV. Uh, of course, he has his podcast, uh, Wise Guys, w, uh, no, I have to say W-Y, it's just YSGuys.com. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's my pleasure, Boyd. Anytime I can hang out with you is a good time for me. <laughs> well, you've been doing some really fun interviews on your podcast, Wise Guys, uh, and you did one with someone that I think we all looked at and thought, where in the world did that excellence come from? Uh, and that is someone who, like Pele, uh, only needs one name, Jimmer. <laughs> yeah, we had Jimmer was with us last night, and uh, you're right. He uh, he is a fascinating story. Uh, came in way under the radar, uh, made a giant splash, didn't become what so many people thought he would as an NBA star, but that didn't keep him from shining his light all around the world with his talent. And uh, he's a a fascinating story of a guy that that has managed to reinvent himself by his opportunity to make the world a better place. Yeah, so let's start first just with his career at BYU. Most people just remember kind of the end of that where, uh, I mean, the guy could just throw it up from anywhere on the floor and it was just going to hit nothing but net. You just knew it as soon as it left his hand. He admits that uh, he had a green light that most kids don't ever get. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get that. I don't know about them. you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if you can, if you're going to take him, you might as well make him. Yeah. And he he had a range that once he got past half court, uh, we still refer to some areas of the Marriott Center during our broadcast on BYU TV as Jimmerland uh, <laughs> because it's so far beyond where normal guys shoot. And he could just hit one after the other. Dave Rose was telling me this morning as I as I talked with him, and he said, the thing about Jimmer is he just answered the bell every mm. single time. And he went out there as if he had something to prove, and then he did it. Yeah. He proved it every night. And whether it was a layup or a, you know, a 40-footer, um, 
when he was going to shoot it, and most often he was going to make it. <laughs> and that's such a great lesson in terms of excellence is you just have to show up every time. And uh, as we often say, the, the game uh, doesn't ask and doesn't care about your feelings or what happened on the last shot or the last <laughs> call. Uh, just wants to know what you're going to do next. And, uh, and that's an important lesson in excellence, I think, for all of us is sometimes we have these setbacks and challenges and you have to just be looking at how are you going to respond? What's next? Yeah, he, he totally kind of revealed the key to us. We said, what was the key to Jim Romania for you? And and uh, it was the way he practiced, even as a young kid. And mm. you drive around Provo or Salt Lake, and when the weather's nice, there's kids out front shooting the hoops and, and, uh, and all those things. He said, as a kid, he practiced in real time, meaning it was, uh, I'm going to shoot as if I'm in a game going as fast as I can in a game mm. so that when I'm in a game and I'm no one just gets a set shot from the corner with nobody in his face. Yeah. Uh, and so he kind of trained his, his skill set to be not, not in a hurry, but sped up as if someone's guarding him. And that's yeah. how he'd shoot in the driveway and in the gym, even mm. though there was no one else around. Yeah. So then when he did get that opportunity, he just made one shot after the other, because in his mind and in his training, he had made a thousand or 10,000 of those, before I thought that was interesting because a lot of us, when you and I go out and shoot, Boyd, we we shoot set shots yep. and, uh, <laughs> nice and at our own pace and our own time. But but that doesn't get you and me ready for the kind of competition that it prepared Jimmer for, and, and yeah. it helped him helped him excel even when he was by himself on his in his driveway. Got I thought up. that was fair. a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I love that. Doing it in real time and this whole idea of quick but not rushed. So many of us get so stressed and pressed in, in whatever we're doing that we end up making the mistake. And doing that in real time is critical. You alluded to something I wanted to get to, Dave. Uh, and that is, I think, part of Jimmer's excellence. Uh, you mentioned that his NBA career didn't quite go the way some thought it would or probably the way he thought it would. Uh, but his commitment to excellence was so great that when the next opportunity came, he wasn't sitting around moping in the corner. He was ready and drove a Mack truck through it. Yeah, I, I was a star in China, played over in Greece. He's made his millions. He's smart with his money. Jimmerosity is his foundation which goes around and and helps uh uh underprivileged folks have opportunities and and um and he's just now he's got three young kids he and whitney live over in colorado and so he's on the move um everyone knows who he is we asked him last night what's the strangest place that that someone has come up to you and said hey jimmer and uh he said anywhere in the world he's been there's been somebody that comes up and says 
hey, you look like that Jimmer guy, or you look like Jimmer. And his wife, Whitney, looks at him and says, this can't possibly still be going on, this Jimmer mania stuff. Yeah, now pick and up now, the kids in the diaper bag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and is his oldest is, is old enough now to go, hey, why is everyone asking Dad for autographs and pictures? Mm. What What is going on here? And, and uh, so his new thing is he's preparing to – to go play in the 2024 Paris Olympics in the three-on-three competition oh, wow. for Team USA. And, and so Jimmer Mania could go to Paris next and, and, uh, and, and take on another new, uh, another new life. Uh, but it, it, what it comes down to, and as we introduced him last night, he's a guy that's he's, he's done more than just make baskets, but because mm-hmm. he makes baskets, everyone knows who he is. And then that's allowed him a platform to be nice, Mm. and to be helpful and that's his legacy that's why when he walks into the Marriott Center everyone loves him yeah he scored baskets and he did all of those things but he's genuinely nice and compassionate and I think that's what solidifies a legacy long after you lose your range from the three-point line yeah no kidding and and I I love that component because I think that's one of the most critical components of someone who really achieves excellence is not just can they do the thing that they do uh, but are they a good human, uh, and are they using yeah. that platform in a way that, as you said, can shed light, uh, can promote some positivity in the world, can make a difference for someone that's struggling? Uh, and I think that's a big part of of Jimmer's excellence uh, and what he's done. I tell a funny story um, when when Jimmer was playing his senior year, I was broadcasting one of his games, and I brought my son Andrew with me to the game, and I introduced him to Jimmer, and he took a few minutes and talked to him. And then went on with warm-ups, and the game went on. And we're walking out to the car, but we're walking out with Elder L. Tom Perry of the Quorum of the Twelve. And Andrew's about to become 12 and become a deacon, and and, uh, that comes up. And so Elder Perry and Andrew stop, and he kind of gives him a personal priesthood interview on the (laughs) sidewalk. I kept going because I thought, how cool is this? Who gets this? What kind of job do I have that facilitates this? So I'm waiting in the car, and here comes this little boy, and he jumps in. And uh, and I look at him and I said, you've had quite a night. And he said, yeah, I can't believe I met Jimmer. <laughs> and, I, and as a dad, you're like, well, you did meet Jimmer, but you just had five minutes with an apostle. And he now knows your name. And he goes, yeah, that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. But the, that's, that's when I realized this, the power and influence uh, of of somebody like a Jimmer yeah. for dad. And what he has on on our youth, and what he had on my son, mm. and uh, as a dad, I, sitting in that car listening to Andrew's reaction to those two, it really hit me on the powerful influence a person who makes a basket or catches a football or hits a ball to the bat can have on young people, for yeah. better or for worse. And so, when you have someone who's committed to, to being good. As a dad, you love those kind of examples just to help you raise your kids. Awesome. Dave McCann, thanks so much for joining us today. Wiseguys.com, that's the way to listen to that podcast. Uh, we'll be right back after Top of the Hour News. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. 
and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.